Welcome to GovIT, a monthly podcast series from TD Synex Public Sector, where we discuss the next generation of public sector IT solutions with the technology innovators driving the change. I'm your host, Tom Temin. Each month, we explore a different technology, what it is, and how it can help public sector organizations achieve their modernization goals and accomplish their missions. In this episode, we're sitting down with Susanna Patton, Manager of Public Sector Intelligence at TD Synex Public Sector to discuss data, big data and analytics, and artificial intelligence and machine learning. Susanna, good to have you with us. Thanks, Tom. Happy New Year. And to you as well. And let's get right into it. It seems like data, data analytics, data analysis are still a pretty hot topic across the federal government. What about data innovation? That's a word we're starting to hear now. What does that mean and what is it all about? Sure. You know, you're right. We we hear a lot of different terminology right in the data field big data it seemed like was around for a long time um, and then like you said we, you know we've moved a bit more to this data analytics now you hear data innovation uh, a lot more and the idea really is that innovation is more inclusive we'll call it of the entire cycle of sourcing data the integration of it the reporting and then managing so we're looking at each piece of, of the puzzle you know and as you can imagine each step, of course, is crucially important to the next one. So we all kind of know that old adage, garbage in, garbage out. That's really, you know, what, what we're talking about here with data innovation. The whole point really around data, data innovation is to help us solve problems and answer questions in ways that, you know, maybe we haven't before. So we might find a new product or a service that results from an understanding of some large swath of data that we didn't otherwise know. And secondly, you know, maybe we learn a new process. We learn a new pattern to help us get to an eventual answer. And so that's kind of our holistic idea. Now, of course, our, our audience here is interested in the government and the federal government has a lot of data. Like they probably are the largest, if not, you know, way high up there in terms of um, how much data is available. And maybe I think that's what's spearheading this excitement around all the data-driven technology that we're hearing about across different agencies. You think about the government, you think your tax records, right? It's data, census information, of course, but also things like the climate patterns we see or health research. Of course, COVID-19 showed us a large amount of data that came to the government. And then as well, preventing cyber attacks. That's, that's another way that you know, that the government could utilize big data. So the more, you know, we can sift through what's there, the better, hopefully, then we can predict outcomes in the future and answer questions. I think also, I want to say that it's easy to get hung up on each part. Like, I think there's, you know, technology that comes out, maybe that's artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, and it's a hot button topic and everybody's excited about it. But the basics here are just as important. You know, you want to keep in mind that all the data in the world doesn't really matter, right? If we can't figure something out from it. And to get to that innovative approach to data that you mentioned, pursuant to better artificial intelligence and machine learning, what does it require? Great question in terms of the AI ML 
relationship. And and really, I don't think you hear about data, at least lately, right, without this mention of AI ML. The funny thing is they're actually two different concepts. And a lot of times they get commingled. They're, they are, you know, in relation with one another. And it was funny, I was actually at DODES last month in San Antonio, the DOD conference, and there were quite a few speakers who, who were very irked <laughs> by uh, artificial intelligence and ML being put together all the time as if they were the same thing. But just kind of to break it down, artificial intelligence is when a computer is mimicking the thinking of a human. Imagine it really as learning and problem solving. It's trying to reason, to make decisions. And then coordinated with that is machine learning, which is, you know, the natural next um, connection. And that, though, is when we see the application of artificial intelligence. It's taking data models and the computer is then learning without the help of the human. And then it's improving, of course, based on feedback. And really with any piece of the data puzzle, the other big part of this, whether it's AIML or any part of data, is having clean and actionable data that's you know required to make any conclusion. I kind of talked about what data innovation was a few minutes ago. None of that matters if, if the data isn't useful and isn't clean. And if you follow those data innovation steps, it might be that you can get to good, accurate applications without giant masses of data. So in some sense, that makes your whole process more efficient. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, what is it, Occam's razor, we talk about sometimes things are simpler and you might have a whole lot of data, but you might also have the answer right in front of you. And perhaps your energy is better used, we'll say, you know, sifting through less than more. Sure. And who's leading the charge in terms of agencies from your point of view in data innovation? Any particular standouts? Yeah, I mean, I I think and this is not an easy answer and, and it's probably sounds like a softball, but I think it depends what we're looking at. As with any technologies, we know that some federal agencies are much faster to adopt them. One I can think of right now, actually, is the DOD is working on the JADC2 effort, which I'm sure quite a bit of this audience is familiar with. And that's the joint all-domain command and control. Basically, what's happening there is the DOD is trying to connect communication components across all the military branches and sensors into an integrated network of networks. So as you can imagine, there is data across each piece of that. And the idea is hopefully to communicate seamlessly between departments and more importantly, give that warfighter an edge at the tactical level. As I mentioned before, we know there's a lot of data coming in, but as a warfighter, I don't really care how much big data is there is or how it's being analyzed or what's going on. I need to know what to do and when to do it. And so I want to say the JETC2 contract just recently awarded an additional 30 vendors this past September. And I know the work itself is hopefully slated to be completed by 2025. And then I don't want to leave my civilian counterparts out in terms of data innovation. The, the CDC, like I kind of mentioned this at the top, they've been using a lot of the data from the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, to track patterns. And then also the op- opioid crisis has also been an area where data has been utilized to better target treatment to hyper-localized areas. So, you know, instead of saying, 
we're seeing instances, you know, creep up in this state or this county, they can now say, hey, look, you know, there is a really specific area. These two, three neighborhoods are really suffering. You know, how can we provide additional treatment there? And what do we know about the intelligence community? They are using more and more open source data, more and more publicly available data to mix in with the data that they gather natively. But beyond that, we don't get a super clear picture of exactly what they're AI and ML types of plans are, or what they're doing in terms of, as you described it, data innovation. Right. I know I mentioned I was at DOTUS, um, and so we had quite a few speakers from from the IC there. And data was a pervasive theme. It was it was talked about constantly, especially for the intelligence community. I recall um, Dr. Stacy Dixon, who she is the principal deputy director of national intelligence. She was talking about the importance of clean data, which of course they mentioned when it comes to making anything actionable. The same really goes for any agency, right? Whether or not we're in the Intel community, the first step is having that clean data. And then, you know, attacks of any kind, be it called a cyber attack, they can't be prevented, right? Unless we know that the data is useful. Um, and so she, she talked at length about that. And then she also mentioned that following that clean data collection and, you know, sifting through what's important, you want to make it both actionable and interoperable for the IC, which is a bit of a conundrum if you're thinking, of course, about about the intelligence community, because they handle some of the most vulnerable data there is. And yet there is a push to make it more transparent, to make it interoperable, to share that data. So similar to JADC2, I think we're moving away from this like siloed departments, you know, where everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And at least the goal is to create an environment where our agencies can connect safely with one another in a secure environment. So not super into the weeds there in the Intel community, because that's a hard nut to crack. We all know that if you're if you're not involved. But that's the idea. You know, I, I don't know that it's much different outside the the same processes you know are are important and of course 2023 is upon us now and you've mentioned a lot of capabilities in data that agencies are going to need any sense of the timing here do you see this rolling out in the months ahead years ahead what's going on it's a both and kind of answer. There's, you know, a a lot of data related efforts, of course, have been ongoing. You know, this is data and big data and the terminology innovation that has all been updated, but data has been around forever. At some level, there are projects that have been underway or, you know, underway for years. I do want to touch a bit on the federal data strategy, which of course was established back in 2018. And then the DOD kind of you know, added their own flavor to it in 2020. And so we have from there kind of a 10-year mark. And both the federal data strategy, as well as those that I heard speak at DOTUS and the Intel community, mentioned the year 2030. So the idea is that because of all these, and with all these rather big data technologies, we would be really honing in, really utilizing them at the agency level by 2030. And then like I mentioned with like a JADC2 type effort, we have 2025. So we're kind of looking at the next, I would say, five to 10 years. Um, We all know that there's delay in a lot of the hopes for the government versus, you know, what is executed in in, um, a timeline that's given. So I think there's a lot coming up. There's a lot of great technology vendors out there providing a lot of solutions. So it's just a matter of 
getting those technologies to market at the time, of course, that the agencies are ready to receive them. Susanna Patton is the manager for public sector intelligence at TD Cinex Public Sector. Great having you with us. Thanks so much, Tom. For more information on TD Cinex Public Sector Market Intelligence, please visit dlt.com forward slash mi. You've been listening to GovIT from TD Cinex Public Sector. We'll be back soon with more public sector IT content. I'm Tom Temin.